James McInnesby here, founder of New Ireland TV. Um, I'm just saying hello to all the Ecumenical Matters listeners. Um, just to let you know, we are starting a new project now, a completely new venture. It's called New Ireland TV. It's available worldwide for free without any sign-ups on the Roku and Amazon Fire Sticks. Uh, it'll be a It'll be an expression of Ireland in the 21st century. It'll be a new TV station for a new Ireland. Um, we've got drama, comedy, factual, uh, and lots of uh, discussion programs as well. So if you know your discussions are good from ecumenical matters, you've got a lot more of that coming as well. So check out uh, New Ireland TV on your Roku or Amazon Fire Stick. And here's a little preview of some of the things you can find here. This is um, the Will Macca vidcast. Um, it's the first episode we recorded. Uh, we had a bit of trouble with the cameras because it was too cold where we were recording. Uh, you'll find out in a moment why. Um, but this is the kind of discussions we will be having going forward on New Ireland TV. So stay tuned to New Ireland TV, a new TV station for a new Ireland. This is uh, the Will Macca podcast with uh, James Irla McInespy, CEO Head, that's the you? Founder. Founder? Founder's uh, privilege. What's, why, what's the difference? I don't know the difference. Uh, I don't know, I'll have to just get some lawyers to figure that out. Alright, founder of New Ireland TV. It's uh, an extra 5% on my equity. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am William Devine, uh, head designer of Hang Sandwich. As you said earlier, envious onlooker of uh, the founder of uh, New Ireland TV. All round good guy. Ireland's Sweetheart, Bonnie Booby, 1985, Newton Stewart Parish winner, even though it wasn't entered because I'm gorgeous, you know. Uh, anything else you want to add to your, tag on to your own name? So your greatest life achievement, which happened within 365 days of your birth, and it's been downhill ever since, uh-huh. you weren't actually entered into? <laughs> no, I wasn't entered into it. Daddy was just like walking past like the fair you know they always used to get like a you know a summer day for the whole town you know where they had like tug of war and stuff yeah he was just walking past holding me and he said i think the priest was judging it he goes that kid it's the most sexiest kid i've ever seen in my life <laughs> that doesn't mean you won the competition though see now your greatest life achievement is now you've got uh what do you mean questions I, of legitimacy what do you mean i didn't win the competition because if you weren't if you weren't it. officially entered yeah but i won it and got the i had the trophy and everything you sequestered the trophy? <laughs> As a baby, yes. <laughs> no, so got that, yeah. Uh, other than that, what's my greatest other achievement? Um, well, we got dressed today. I did get dressed today, yeah. I don't know, a couple of triathlons. Could be fun. anything, be kind. <laughs> oh, I hate that. That's on the news now about these, uh, you know, the influencers that are going to Dubai and stuff. Yeah, exactly. And anybody calls them out, they're like, I remember, be kind. <laughs> uh, it's like, it's like, uh, you know, uh, Emma Pengelly got started getting really uppity when the phrase uppity was she, eh? When the phrase "gammon" started being used uh, to describe people like uh, Sammy Wilson. Maybe remote. she's like a big fan of ham. Well, she was like, "Oh, uh, this is disgraceful. This is bullying. This is abuse." Blah blah. And it's like your political entity of a of a party cannot ever try and claim the high ground on that sort of thing. But yeah, that's what they always do. Fucking bad guys always trying to claim the high ground. And just yeah. So be kind has just been used as a way of don't uh, no scrutiny. No scrutiny. Mm-hmm. Emma Little Pengelly. I recognise that name from several rumours. That will not be talked about. That will not be talked about. For, uh, 
Well, I don't know. Can we talk about them? Or are we forbidden from talking about them, even though we haven't been told we're forbidden from being talking about them? Isn't it an odd world we live in? Isn't it an odd world that there could be, like, super injunctions that you don't even know about? Such as, I don't know, high-status high, high broadcasters. <laughs> well, the so-called Ryan Giggs one. And uh, maybe, I don't know, something about a future monarch of the country having an affair with somebody having an affair, like his father did. What? Oh, do you want... Nothing, Can't talk about it, you know, there's a server mug junction. They're listening, you already got a notification there telling you to shut up. I did. Do you not know about this? Uh, were you talking about Charles, or...? No, uh, son. Didn't know about that. Alright, uh, yeah, I suppose that he's, uh... Is that, is, that, is that why, uh, the other two went missing? Or have disappeared? That's, that's, that's why, uh, yes, his brother fell out. Suppose, that's, well, I don't know, like... Suppose that's why they fell out. Because uh, he's doing the same to uh, his wife and stuff as uh, their father done to their mother. So, I don't know. See? They, well, it's not even, it's not even his mother. It's not even his father. <laughs> no, it's not his father, no. <laughs> <laughs> I see there's actually a film coming out with, uh, what do you call your girl from Twilight? Kristen oh, Stewart. Yeah. Bella Thorne. Uh, she's playing... Uh, Diana. Looks actually alright. There's a lot of these. There's a third. There's another one coming out. So there's already been the Netflix series. There's that one, the which I have sort of heard of. And then there's a third one coming out. And we actually might be thinking of that Kristen Stewart one. Uh, but anyways, Diana Overload. She's been dead for 23 years. People get over it. Well, like the fair, the Daily Mail's probably producing all of them. Oh well, yeah, exactly. They're got a tie- merch tie-in. What do you see? <laughs> they get half-page ads uh, for sendaways for like commemorative plates or stuff. It'll be like these wee frilly plates. Uh, that'll have Diana as portrayed by Kristen Stewart or whatever. It'll be only twenty nine ninety five per month for your whole collection. Diana, the woman that was most hated by the royal family. She got in there right from the start. <laughs> yeah. Sauntering around there, a wee ballerina dress so, on her. Tell me, Maggie, what is the big topic of the week? What What have you noticed in the news this week? You're like one of the. You're a tin pot, tin yeah. pot, crank pot, crank. I'm running a tin pot operation. I am yeah. a crank. Yeah, a cranky. And I don't know how to use manual labour tools, so I don't know how good that metaphor is going. But, but what is happening at the moment? The big news is the vaccines. Uh, so last night, for about an hour and a half, the EU wanted to invoke Article Sixteen, uh-huh. and and I'm not entirely sure why it was they want to stop vaccines getting to Northern Ireland. Is that correct? Yeah, they wanted they wanted to stop vaccines coming from EU countries to go to third countries like uh, uh, basically it was all the countries but they had it in Vogartigal 16 so that it also wouldn't get into England so what they were they were actually this was actually a move against like Greece or Italy or somebody yeah it was and they just had to apply well it not Italy and Greece they're in the EU no but that's what I mean like, what, but yeah I, it was basically that there's no there's no vaccines in Ireland so where why is there danger that we smuggle yeah, to Britain I, I don't know. understand it it's just a stupid idea I don't know I think I think somebody just came up with the idea in the group, or like it must be the EU group that go over it. But it was just so stupid because there's no yeah. vaccines in Ireland anyway. Um, yeah, and they so weren't going to. Like, yeah, and they were never going to get go over it. Who's going to? Somebody going to smuggle them in a suitcase over to England? Like? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I think it might have been. Somebody might have thought it was a good idea about to try to bring the English government because they didn't want to talk about this whole, you know, AstraZeneca thing. Okay, I so think, they were just like. It was like a ploy that was just stupid as idea. Yeah, so it's, but it's, to be fair, I can see where the EU's coming from. It's, because it's Walter Sochek taking his piece out in the lane. <laughs> yeah. It's the league game, Smokey. 
Yeah, so they were threatened. That, well, basically, they were using it as a sort of a threat and a battering ram. And so basically, they've undid all the work that uh, they had spent the last four years doing in order to protect Northern Ireland status in in the EU. They've just torpedoed. Well, I keep using that phrase. They, they've they've just completely um, sabotaged all the goodwill now because basically, any that's this is going to be brought up for the next two years anytime which is better, EU or UK. Yeah. It's going to be brought up all the time. It was brought up needlessly. It was brought up callously. Um, it was brought up uh, as a sort of, I don't know, a macho thing or something, uh, just to sort of do this brinksmanship thing. Like well, There was absolutely no need to go to that point, even yeah. if it was just a threat and it wasn't actually used. Like, you did not need to go to that point. They were already complaining about it. Yeah, uh, the DUP and the, uh, Jim Alster already wanted to up. Um, Article 16 invoked. Yeah, so they did want it invoked. Yeah. And then when the EU invoked it, they're complaining that it's an unbelievable act of hostility. No, they're... I See, they went on. They went, oh, this is hostility or whatever. But that's because they they want to get, like... They're losing so much in the whole Brexit thing that they're like, grabbing onto whatever they want, yeah, whatever, you know? Whatever straw they can get. But now they can go and say, oh, well, this is what they have done. Like, we may as, we may as well just invoke it now because they'll probably do it again. Exactly, exactly. So, you know? in some... It was probably it was probably some fucking careerist little negotiator or something wanted to make a name for themselves. So just put this on a memo, sent it around, and the word got out, and then panic stations hit. Yeah, well, it was only um, like yeah, because it was only a couple of hours. Like, so. Exactly, like um, but it had yeah. like that particular acting has you know something derailed the United Ireland movement, but certainly you know we were on a very nice trajectory there, and then out of absolutely nowhere and for no reason. Uh, you know, we've been knocked off our momentum. Yeah. Um, to be fair, though, um, I don't think anything will happen about it because even if they invoked Article 16, you'd have to put up some kind of border, wouldn't you? Well, exa- yeah, exactly. And exactly. The, the whole happen. point of this was to prevent the border and that the first, the first person to actually, or the first side to actually threaten to, to invoke it at the EU side. Yeah, but to be fair, like, the EU's not on our side. Like, the EU's not- the EU. Uh, exactly. You know? we, we, uh, there is this thing at the moment where people have deified the EU as this sort of uh, infallible, wonderful utopia when it's really not. No. Uh, and we do have to be aware of that. Uh, Ireland has to be aware of that um, going forward because now we're we're back to being just sort of a, a, a you know a, a team in the peloton. Yeah. Rather than being you know the the most the biggest attention. What we need to keep attention on is Macron and France are getting. Uh, getting their wheel, in their hands on a lot of the tillers in the EU, so they've got EU commissioner is German at the minute, but I think most of the other big positions are French people, uh, and Macron has done a lot of that himself. I think uh, it's because Germany doesn't have um, Merkel going forward, like the big balance against France was always the UK and Germany, mm-hmm. and now Germany is looking a bit weaker for the next few years because they're going to have to find somebody. To replace Merkel, yeah, because she is such a titan of European politics. But I, I was wondering if whether she was, she is going to, is she going to completely retire, or do you think she'll be uh, brought into the EU? Uh, well, is she, is she not got health issues. Uh, I think so. Maybe. And she has been at the top of politics for about 15, 17 years now. Yeah, which is a long time to be at the very top, like. Um, so I, I don't know. I, th- I think she'll be happy enough just to. Yeah, I, go to I, her wine vineyard or whatever it is she was <laughs> go, go to her Bible studies class in the Christian <laughs> Democrats or something Democrats, I, I wouldn't say I, you know what I could see big changes but like uh, 
politically in Germany once she stands down, you know? Well, see, the thing is, this hasn't really come to the fore in Germany yet, but that EU migrant crisis that was happening in the last decade, uh, it was sort of Angela Merkel was keeping a sort of lid on the, uh, the pressure uh, yeah. boiler of that. Like when, when that amount of people sort of descend on a country, it is a very scary thing for a country to have to deal with in a very short space of time. Um, Germany, you know, took quite a lot, quite, Germany and Sweden took quite a large proportion of the migrants and there was a lot of fallout from the culture clash that that, uh, that happened, uh, or that took place after that. Uh, there was the big New Year's Eve thing, remember? Yeah, yeah. In, in Stockholm. Um, so yeah, so that's going to rear its head now, so we don't know how that's going, like, now that Angela Merkel, who is, you know, a, a, a personal part, like, she is just such a huge yeah. figure that people would vote for her anyway. And now she's gone. Uh, I, I don't have any insight in this, but like, where, where will Germany's sort of political yeah, I don't thing I, lie? I think it might just it uh, might. I don't think there'll be like it's a coalition government, anyway, isn't it? Uh, I Germany. don't know. It was a federal state. Uh, I think uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens in Germany now after this. Well, see, that's the thing. So they're going to have to now concentrate on their own domestic issues. So they're not really going to be driving the EU agenda as much. Which leaves the leaves the way open for France, with Macron, you know, up for a election next year. He's really mm. going to want to start flexing his muscles. So that's something we need to be aware of going forward. Um, the the other thing as well that's probably put panic stations the EU as well is this thing is happening in the New York Stock Exchange. Oh, so remember, yeah. the EU is a capitalist entity, and it, that's entire reason for being was to start a trading negotiation between these countries. It is capitalist by design. Right now, we're seeing the capitalism is is unsustainable. It's a house of cards that has just been held together by whoever's got the sticky tape. Yeah, you're talking about this uh, Robin Hood app and uh, the Reddit users and the, the, and the game, hedge funds. GameSpot, uh, uh, the GameSpot, and yeah. being gamed by Reddit. And I, I couldn't believe it when I heard it. I laughed my head off. That yeah, was um, hilarious. Eh? And uh, the first thing they did then was Robin Hood app stopped taking trades, or what was you said? The... Yeah, the Robin Hood. They they stopped. Uh, they could let people sell their stock because the hedge funds needed it back. Yeah, they they need to. So they ha yeah. So the hedge funds are contractually obliged to buy back the shares. They have to buy it back the shares. So uh, Robin Hood is forcing forcing them to pay a higher price for them back. Well, see the thing is, people were holding onto them. Because the longer they hold on to them, then the hedge funds are going to have to pay more and more. So the longer people hold on to them, the hedge funds are getting screwed even harder. That's because more more people were buying them. That's why that was the more people was buying them, the the price went up, and then people were holding them and not selling them, so the price could never go down. Yeah, exactly. So then that's why the app stopped people. You could still sell, but you couldn't buy. So so they removed the free market out of the free market economy. Yeah, like it's. <laughs> It, it is just a protection racket at this point. Like um, it's it, it's so nakedly uh, set up against the uh, benefit of the masses. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I know I do sound like fucking Carl's Marx or something, <laughs> but he's no, two hundred years ahead of this, and he could see it coming two hundred years ago. You know what? See if you had a bit of charisma online now at the minute, and you had enough people, you could like you could make yourself rich in a, mm. a day, like no bother. Because I think after that, I was looking to see what else there was, and did you hear about the? Dogecoin is it Dogecoin? Dogecoin yeah. aye. They uh, and they're skyrocketing. Well, they skyrocketed. It started at I don't know something like zero point zero zero one, and I think it went up to zero point zero zero eight. So that's eight hundred percent 
increase in that day and then by, I think by the end of yesterday it was down to 0.56 because obviously people still are not point whatever not yeah, point yeah. Not five six because people obviously uh, want to get rich themselves was but the Reddit the thing about the Reddit one was that they were like they were just having none of it well the, the Reddit one was actually planned so apparently there's yeah. one user that's been identified who, who spotted this back in December 2019 or thereabouts and had had a told a lot of them in this group I can see this coming uh, we should buy a lot of these and hold them and it actually turned out, and he apparently in the original post, and I didn't read it, I, had, I saw it linked, I should have read it, but apparently the original post, he actually had identified January 2021 as being the point where it would collapse. Like, he, he seemed to see this almost yeah. exactly the way it panned out. Um, so, you know, there are people who are who know what they're doing. Like, do you know Christian Bale's character in The Big Short? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was actually him that, when he invested into GameStop, uh, doing the same thing, that's when the rest of Wall Street media started noticing because he's such a big deal, like. Yeah. Uh, so he invested in in the uh, in the thingy, and as soon as he did that, then all the attention happened, and then that's when the that's when the tipping point happened. That's why the thing blew it's up that, so big. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's all it's all built on you know, just it's the emperor's new clothes, and we've finally now seen that the emperor is wearing no clothes because the stocks and shares are just based on pure imagination, pure speculation. And there's nothing actually being produced. Like so, at least if GameStop was producing, you know, PlayStation Fives, they can at least <laughs> continue as a as a going entity. Yeah. If they're selling those for profit, but you know that's not what stocks and shares are <laughs> but, about. Yeah, that right? was a failing failing business about to go bust. Uh, exactly. Well, that, that's what they thought. And <laughs> now what's going to happen is, well, the PlayStation Five distribution has been such an absolute nightmare. Um, I, I'm not really looking for one myself, so I don't really mind. But there is still people who have been waiting for about four months on a waiting yeah. list to get PlayStation Fives into Ireland. Um, I think people are going to go back to, you know, physical media because there's less of this shit about, you know, for example, Call of Duty. My friends are playing Call of Duty at the minute. And I absolutely hate it, but I'm doing it just because you know it's something to do. Um, but those file sizes are about a fifth of the storage space on the PlayStation. Right. And then they update like every three weeks. So I have to freaking delete everything else off my PlayStation to play this one game that I don't like playing because of all this, you know, downloads and and I have to be online. So if the internet's down, I can't play it. Right, okay. So people are going to go back to physical uh, things. People are going to go back to retro games. People are going to go back to, you know, Nintendo Switch is probably the best console on the market at the minute. I don't have one, but it's the one I want more than a PlayStation 5. Yeah, I think it's just... um I think it's just who marketed it. Mass market switch, yeah, it's good. Like really, well, I think it's more the, thing, the thing is too. I don't understand. Obviously, I'm old. I'm an old man. Like I'm grouchy, you know. I I don't have time for to be sitting playing a game for two or three hours a day. Like, I'm not every day. No, but like people are sitting there. They're not sitting playing like um, no. Call of Duty for like so long. And, like, if that was me, like you probably. I wouldn't even. I wouldn't realize time. I'd probably sit and play for like five hours, sitting there. Red Dead Redemption. I probably played about six or seven hundred hours of. Yeah. No, I don't have uh, time for that. Too well, busy. See, neither do I. Too busy eating, you know. Huh? I, I was sneaking out of work to play it. You sneaking? <laughs> you were sneaking. When you say sneaking out of work, you mean working at home and having the second TV was eighty? No, this is when I was doing. Um, I was doing you know face to face surveys. Uh, I'd hit my quota and then just go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd hit me quota, like, well, I'm not going to stand out there and waste my time. And that, you know, I could train Sir Rob on Red Dead. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, see, in Red Dead, can you actually take a horse onto a train? 
Like, can you, like, yeah. run past and then jump onto the train with uh, your horse? Not with the horse, but you can jump off the horse onto the train. And then uh. if you can, if the train's sitting still, you can get the horse onto the plat- flat- flatbed platform, drive him around. Ah, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, it, is a, it is actually, like, if there is a game you're ever going to get lost, yourself lost in, it is Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh. Like, it is just so brilliantly, brilliantly detailed. To be fair, I got myself lost when I first played Final Fantasy VII for, like, what was it, PlayStation 2? One? Aye. Yeah, I got lost in part of it. I was like, don't know what I'm saying. Well, I remember uh, Shani McChrystal used to chat about uh, Final Fantasy VII at the time. And I was like, that's sort of shit. And I, saw, I would see screen caps of it in magazines. I'd be like, Ugh, that's too foreign for me. I'm not <laughs> playing that shit. Give me some FIFA. Uh, <laughs> FIFA, no, I was too busy playing that. Uh... Oh, we had a PlayStation right now. We had, you know, you remember you used to get the wee, uh, the wee spring for it? Remember, like, the, the console only went when you put the lid down. There's, like, a wee kind of thing on the lid. So when you put it down, that's when the, it loaded the CD. Yeah. You used to get a wee spring on the back of the lid. Uh, and it used to hold it down. So you could put, like, your ordinary... <laughs> you could put your ordinary game in. It would load it first. Then when it stopped, you took it out and put, like, the fake game in. <laughs> and it played the rest and played, like, the fake game that you bought for, like, £2. Oh, so you'd buy, a, you'd buy a dodgy copy of, say, Gran Turismo. Uh, and yeah. you'd put in your Final Fantasy official disc. Uh, take it out and then put the Gran Turismo. Once, once, the, once the PlayStation thing had come up on the TV, just that was official, you just take it out and put the other one in. Well, so you had a, the only thing is about it, you had to play it with the lid open. So it was alright. It was alright. It still yeah. worked like it. was fine. I actually, I actually encountered a PS1 yesterday, so my house is finally... Nearly getting finished after <laughs> six months. We're nearly at the end of all the reparations. After you tried to burn it down. After I well, after I was nearly burnt down in it. Only that I, my uh, exquisite spider sense paranoia <laughs> yeah. came to the rescue. You're more of your tin pot paranoia. <laughs> you, you smelled smoke and you thought that uh, didn't actually smell the smoke. Did you not? That's, a, that's you, a fucking scary. Because you had corona. <gasps> no? Pretty sure I got corona in December 2019, and I've been suffering ever since from long corona. 2017? 19. Oh, 19? Yeah, what, 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 you were like the ground zero, were you? Well, the, uh, the uh, New England Science, well, n- nature.com, I think is the name of the website, but they just released a paper saying that uh, by analysing social media, they noticed a massive spike in pneumonia-related tweets and Facebook posts uh, around the EU from around October to December 2019, suggesting... That because of that spike and the fact that the, there might have been a virus going around, COVID might have already been the EU long before it was discovered in China, which would make a lot of sense to me personally. Like it, it validates my paranoia. You think it was here first? Well, not not necessarily it was here first. I think it was here for a lot longer than people realised before I, it actually yeah. it was discovered. Um, and uh, so on Boxing Day, so I had two days off last Christmas. Uh, at Christmas Day itself, on Boxing Day, and I had to go back up to Belfast and work for the rest of the, the week in Christmas. On Boxing Day, I was just sat on the uh, sofa, just sweating all day, and I couldn't move. I had no... How um, much did you drink on Christmas? I didn't even drink that much. I was so, I was so tired. Like, um, you know, Christmas Day used to be a day of just solid drinking, and I can't even do that anymore. Getting out, getting liver failure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> liver, brain, heart failure, everything like <laughs> just, just the whole genie gig. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so I was just sat there, like, wrapped in a blanket, just trying to sweat a fever out of me. Uh, I went up to work and for the next three months at work there was just this virus going through well there was, there was a cold going around the building just through the 
because it's, because it's a built, uh, you know, filing cabinet office block. Right. The only natural airflow was through the front door at the bottom of the building. <laughs> you couldn't open the windows or nothing, and everything else was just recycled air. So people would go off for a week, be really sick, come back, and then go off again for another week. This was around January, February. And then, of course, then we found out that the virus was in Italy at this point, and yeah. we need to start closing stuff down. Um, so I'm pretty convinced that I've already had COVID, and I'm suffering the long COVID. Well, I'd say that, I probably. What, I think at the, like, the place you were working, there was just a lot of people in their, like, in their 20s and 30s, was there? Uh, mostly 20s, 30s, I So, yeah, yeah exactly. Well. So we would have got sick and not really had not too really much to worry about. Yeah. Um, we were all... The thing is, because we were working 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. as well, we were sort of working outside like normal hours so we were sort of isolated anyway like that became the joke of our team is like when by the time you get home nobody wants to do anything the pubs are closed and you're not going to go to sleep for another three hours or four mm-hmm. hours really so you just end up making your own entertainment so you, you, that job totally isolated me anyway so by the time you know self-isolation came around i was like this is fucking easy this is what <laughs> i've been doing for the last six months yeah. Now the rest of you get to see what it's like. I, I, Except what happened was the fucking rest of them got fucking furloughed. I had to keep fucking working. <laughs> so I spent fucking 10 years on the dole with the worst of being furloughed and not having the money. You fuckers start whinging because you're getting furloughed. You're getting to stay home all day and you're getting paid for it. And you're whinging. That's good. Abuse, abuse the watchers, my guy. Abuse, abuse the listeners. That's right. Um, Give them something. Well, I wasn't furloughed. I worked straight for you know. Yeah, you, had a, you had an actually important job too. Idiot. <laughs> I know. But uh, I didn't mind the lockdown now. Saying that, I did put two and a half stone on during the lockdown. I'd say I put two stone on. Can you tell me that in non-imperial measurements? No, I know. What's two stone? I say two. I can't say two stone. 14, 14. It's 28 pounds. 28 pounds divided by 2.2. What's that, like 11 and a half or something? Uh, 28 divided by 2. It's 14. Oh, 14. Uh, 14 then. 12 pounds, 12, 12 kilos. kilos. So I, I I nudged ninety nine kilos at one point. What? I think I nudged ninety nine kilos. I thought you said you lost ninety nine kilos. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> you got the you got that skin shelf. Ninety nine kilos of pure gold bullion. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, was worth about forty pound. Yeah, so I I think I'm gonna try. Like I was ready. I thought I was ready, but it's still not with that way. So I I would say I'm probably about eighteen kilos overweight at the moment. <laughs> So we'll see what's happening, but I think it's just during lockdown. Because you know what it is, it's just boredom. And don't well, I? Just, I, I don't, you're I don't drinking mind. three tins every night, but I think about it like that's the other thing. But I don't drink. <laughs> I don't drink. How about you? You eat fucking. You drink two liters of coke every day. <laughs> yeah, but not sugar coke, like sugar free. Right, that's Calcium probably more, or more like dodgy chemicals. That's why. But anyway, I was going to say. <laughs> well, that does explain the third ear growing on my back. The what growing in your back? Third ear. Uh, probably does almost. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can you hear through? Can you hear through? No. Uh, all that hair probably couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't you hear that when the hair grows out of your ears as you get older? Uh, Especially yeah, but, the, the third ear on your back. Well, yes, I am very, I'm very self-conscious about that because do you remember when we were started school? Our vice principal was nicknamed Kaiser <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because of his resemblance to early nineteen, early twentieth century German leaders. <laughs> but he had a quite a large uh, thicket of hair emerging from both ears. Um, I was going to suggest to you because we're at Pigeon Top. Do you want to des- describe for our audio listeners uh, what our v- views are? But then all we can see is steam on the car windscreen. Yes, it's not good other because I I do know that the Pigeon Top. The car park area itself was closed because of, uh, well, 
it may have been used as some kind of adult entertainment site and now we're sitting here in the car and it's all steamed up I don't know what people are thinking a few cars have slowed down the way it passed Just saw like, you and then was like now we're away here and then saw the camera <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah they like more like an anonymous thing than uh than the films you know yeah, I'm just thinking about that. If if a if a peeler did roll up, it just would look very very dodgy. <laughs> <laughs> should I should be wearing a mask if I'm in the car? Should we wearing two masks? No, you're gonna have to cut that out. Um, did you ever top a pigeon top? Apparently, we can see seven counties. Well, maybe not seven. Seven counties? No, so we definitely can see what. Right. Donny, well, Tron obviously we're in. Yeah, Fermanagh. Fermanagh. Monaghan. Cavan. Donegal. Derry. There's six. Can we see Monaghan and Cabin? Can we see Cabin? Well, Monaghan is like 15 miles away though. Is it? Uh, yeah. Is it? Well, 15, 20. Yeah, probably. Um, I, well, probably can. I, I don't know because I don't really know what's over that side there. But well, I was going to say if I had a compass, but I actually do have a compass on my phone. Oh. Um, but you don't have a moral compass, Micah? You don't have a moral compass in life, do you? Uh, so that's north. We're facing north in the car. Right. Yeah, so west. So that's Donegal to our left-hand side. So... Actually, that might be Ariel. If we're looking yeah, slightly... Donegal, yeah. yeah. Slightly north or west, I Yeah, it is. So right. 344 degrees north is where we're facing. For all you, uh, in, what do you call them? Orienteering types. Orienteering, Um... So if that's east then, so we might be able to see Antrim there? No, I don't think so. Can't see anything east, I wouldn't think. Southeast, Cavan. See, Cavan and Monaghan, surely if you can see one, you're already seeing the other. I wouldn't go that far now, no. Well, we're looking in the wrong, wrong direction anyway, so... Yeah. <laughs> I can't see anything out the back window. Yeah, exactly, it's like people who, who, who try and reverse with the plane. What? <laughs> Trying to reverse the airplane, no, no rear view. There's a wee one in the middle. They're looking down the whole road. Um, we tried to we attempted to do this podcast outside. I don't know if you can actually hear this, but there's quite a desperate wind that is giving him wind chill factor of again. I can now quote this, uh, but it feels like it's minus one. What What do you want to guess it was? Uh, without the wind chill, I would say it was probably about two degrees. And then I think we'll wind chill like less. So minus apparently it's, it's three degrees at the moment. So right. you were closer. It feels like minus two. It says feels like minus two. Yeah. Ah, it's three. Uh, the wind was ridiculous. It's a storm. Storm Justine. Storm Justine. Yep. Big doggy dog's going to do a big a massive ad with her. Storm Justine. Somebody say Justine. I love that part where he's like, my fly by with my fry rice. Fry. <laughs> You're like, what did you get for this? <laughs> I, was, I was literally about to say, I know his rates. He will, he will do a rap, like he will write a rap verse for five grand. Yeah, remember, which seems like quite low. Remember your fella from um, what was a, what was that rap band? Something, something seven or something six or something. Your fella, what? what Wu-Tang Clan. No, um, what do you call the Slim Shady fella? Eminem. Oh, yes, D12. Oh, I, D12. Do you remember there was a fella in D12 that was, like, charging uh, $500 a verse or something that he'd write a verse for you? Yeah, so that's not worth it. Yeah. $500 uh, is well cheap, though. 
Because you you could probably sell five hundred copies of the record just on the strength of it. Yeah, but that was just like what one verse of a rap. Yeah, but that's exactly. People would have bought that because they were fans of it. Uh, I prefer a bit of uh, Irish rap myself. Do you value market? Uh, yes, I do. This is cool G rap. This is culture rap. If you're smoking a spliff when you're hitting the diff, so turn up the bass on the bow roll. We'll have another good one. You're right on it. I'd like to welcome all you to the wild, wild west, a place that's that untouchable, like your little uh, sister. Yeah, I've lost it. <laughs> <laughs> you never had one, have you? Never had it. Never had it. That was quite good. There is actually a lot of Irish rap happening at the moment. Uh, Denise Chyla being the sort of leading one. I, mm. I think we need to come up with a name for that particular um, uh, genre. I, I want to suggest Kjol Duv. Kjol Duv? What do you reckon? I always say do, but. Uh... Or Hip Kjol? Kjol hip. Kjol hop. <laughs> Kjol hop. Kjol hop with a, a fat above the O. But just to... So it's a. Then it doesn't actually mean anything. But it looks more thin. Uh, that's right. <laughs> um, I don't know, I'd like. I'm trying to think. Um, Why don't you text in? Text us 150. Tell us what you think the new uh, Irish hip hop genre should be called. Number down here. Uh, what do you call that? We could call it. Well, there's already dubstep, so. We could call it Kerry Step. <laughs> Doof Step. Do Step. I don't know. Dub Step. I can't believe it's still around. You know. You know. The only thing. The only people that's keeping that alive is YouTubers. Hey. <laughs> uh, well, I because see a lot of electronic music it's... just becomes quite lucrative just by being background music. Yeah. Uh, and for TV and screen work, um, like funky house music was really big in like the mid two thousands. I do like a bit of funky house music. Yeah. I, I I got really into it. Well, I didn't get really into it. I, I sort of I didn't really like electronic music, and that was sort of easier to get into. I did not. I, I didn't. I, know, I quite like. See, I like electronic music because I like really annoying sounds. Like, is that how you put up your own voice? It is pretty annoying. I do have a high pitched voice. It sounds like Alvin the Chipmunks, but if they're on helium. Uh, and Qualage. Qualage. Oh my god! I love Qualage. Hey. I'm not sure that, I, now, well, Marty's the can you, but you can't, they, don't, they don't make them anymore. They're not stop making them in the eighties. Just called them like according to that Wolf of Wall Street or something. Well, yeah, it's because somebody somebody said that on the Blood and Mud podcast there yesterday, uh, which is a rugby podcast that they stopped making qualities. Yeah, yeah, they stopped making them. That's why they got so rare and so expensive, and all the rich on sweater. You know, sure more, if, more if you know how the recipe is. <laughs> now that we know <laughs> the recipe, <laughs> you, you can go back. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was not the nine o'clock news, uh. Mr. Rowan Atkinson. Rowan Atkinson, yes. Yeah, like, I... Do you reckon he can come on the station? Rowan Atkinson? I don't know. He's, he's, he he's a free a speech a, advocate, so he might He's be. a free speech advocate, but he's seen, he, he also sounds like a bit of a crank like yourself, to be honest with you. Well, see... <laughs> I, I, I totally agree, which is why you'd be a great guest, but people <laughs> yeah. like that are actually quite interesting if yeah, they actually yeah, can true. articulate their, uh, and he is a very articulate person. Yeah, I'm, I was, I think I'm more articulate when it comes to writing than speaking. Uh, I'm probably the same. Uh, I know. Which is why, why I'm on a podcast and video <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> medium rather than actually writing, because writing is shit. I like writing. It's not, it's not the writing, it's not writing. sitting writing. in your own the whole time. Again, like... It's fine. Maybe that's because you're a freak, though. I'm, I'm less yeah. of a freak. I, I am a freak, but, you know... You're a freak? because it was diddled. You're a freak? Exactly. Uh, I'm only a freak because it was diddled. Like, I'm not a natural well, freak. Well, to be you, fair... You, you, you were born into it. <laughs> to be fair, you don't actually know if you were or were not no, diddled. True. As a child, going to, for your swimming lessons, of which you can't remember any of the three years that you went. 
This is all. This is all factual. <laughs> so if you want to validate my paranoia, <laughs> text in. Text us one fifty. Micah, I believe the only reason you can't remember is because you were that one kid that jumped in to the what? to the swimming pool when the window was left open all weekend. There was a sheet of ice on top of it. I remember that story. <laughs> is that real? That's... Nah, it's definitely an urban legend. That's bullshit. But it's. But I've not thought about that for like. 20-odd years, that story, until you just mentioned it there. Yeah. Because like I do remember hearing about that. Yeah, there's a rumor. Like the, I, I don't believe it. Like, I've never believed it. <laughs> well, it would have to be extremely cold for a, a pool in an indoor building to have frozen over just on the base of one, one weekend. open window. Yeah. I know, but like not the whole pool, just like the top layer, and then people were jumping in. But breaking like the wee top bit of ice. For, for the environmental uh, temperature <laughs> to create a fucking layer of ice. Uh, and do they not drain the pool as well? Well, no, they don't. That place was fucking disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't even use chlorine, or if they did, it was just to uh, they'd get a bottle of bleach and just pour it into the spot where they just fished out <laughs> the shit. The shit. That was their that was their hygiene standards in that place. Uh, You're saying what? Do you want to? I said I would still go. Well, why did we have to go to that one? There was a perfectly good leisure centre, like, about 400 metres away, we could have also went to, that had actually swimming, uh, you know, at a deep end, so yeah. you actually got a better swimming lesson. Than I, I assume that this pool was um, owned by the education authority, or whatever it was, well, at the time. I, mean, I was just thinking about this recently. Western I don't, education? I don't remember seeing the Western Education Library Board sign outside the front of it. It was right in front well, of the... Well, you can't remember going... Well, I can remember going. I can remember, like, the changing room. <laughs> I can remember lining up. Right. As they checked to see if we were dry enough. Ah, <laughs> I can't hear. And then it sort of gets hazy. So yeah. either I woke up or I have, you know, deep mental trauma. I would say... One of the two. I'd say you've got deep mental trauma. It would explain a lot. It would certainly explain a lot, yeah. Um, my, my emotional uh, unavailability and that sort of thing, you know. Yeah, I think on that bombshell we should end, Maka. 37 minutes. 37 minutes and we'll um the Will Macca podcast should we do this once a month I'm gonna you know what I I'm gonna have dreams about you getting diddled nice you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, that's why I had to that's why I had to stay away from Kevin Spacey I didn't want to you know have those being dredged up again mm, as long as you don't become one of those people that got diddled and then becomes the diddler the did- not the diddly the diddly Diddly becomes a diddler. Do you like uh, a bit of diddly? I like a bit of diddly. Diddly d. Yeah. Uh, I will. I will. I will. Uh, yes. I will. Definitely not become a diddler. <laughs> I will retain or retain my diddly status uh, and wear it like a badge. A badge of shame, because obviously. because <laughs> uh, you've got that deep-seated uh, Celtic, Celtic guilt. Celtic, uh, guilt, uh, Celtic shame. That's true. So I've got that shit going through me fucking mental psychology as well. And then have you met my fucking family? <laughs> Like your family? Yeah, you haven't met them. You're, you're the black sheep of the family, though. Yeah, I agree. The black diddle sheep. Yeah, well, I did actually say to them, "Here, I'm a freak, aren't I?" Last night, I was smoking a joint in front of them. Oh my god! <laughs> but yeah. in my defence, right, the the last room that has been done is the room I've been spending all my time out of the way having my toke. Uh, and now the room is now fucking I can't move in it like I can't even find a flat surface to roll a reefer on 
uh, and I can't I can't fucking sit down anywhere. So I said, right, fuck it. You're not I'm aware. This. You're not aware. This is being recorded on several devices. I'm I'm very aware. This is part of New Ireland TV. I don't believe that uh, recreational uh, marijuana use should be illegal. And this is me. Our only weapon is our refusal. Yeah, it's true. So this is me refusing, <laughs> <laughs> just like Nicola Sturgeon. Ah, uh, uh, yes, you're you're Nicola Sturgeon. Yeah, while, while she's while she's in the prison cell, I'll be outside the window with a you know with a sympathy tote. <laughs> we, we're all trying to do our bit here, Nick. <laughs> when, uh, when she's getting uh, uh, escorted out to get her head chopped off by the by the British Empire, yeah, and get drawn and quartered and her and body parts sent to the to the four corners of the empire. I'll I'll be there underneath the guillotine with my bong. <laughs> if you're a true patriot. Freedom, Nicola. Freedom. I know, hey. say that this will be the the one monthly Will Mac a podcast. Yeah, uh, so at the end of the month we'll have a look through the previous month and what's going on. Yeah, uh, we didn't. We had several issues we could have talked about today, but... Well, the whole of January 2021, uh, all of geopolitics has fucking dis- been disrupted, destroyed. Yeah. But we'll see what we're like at the end of tw- February. So, 20th of February, 27th, 28th, whatever the weekend is. Yeah. It's not leap year, is it? No. That was last year we missed that one. Yeah. Uh, Bastards. Uh, right. What's our sign-off? Give us a catchphrase to sign-off. We'll make a, we'll make a podcast, we'll make a, she'll see you soon. EU sip? To the EU soon. Uh, See you soon. Smell you later. Yeah. See ya.